It's April 15th, 2020, and I'm here to get a good cook on that podcast. I'm Six Detmar. And I'm Nick Cease, and this is Jackie's Chow, a Dota 2 podcast in which we talk about food on a Dota 2 podcast. Yeah, it's been a little while. Uh, we've all been we've all been locked away in a dark vault. Um, and, and, you know, you know what happened, Nick, is I was like, I had been thinking idly, like, man, we should record another, like, Bottle Crow or a Jackie's Chow, but it didn't feel urgent. Yeah. And then I had the realization. I haven't heard from Jackie. Six messaged me this, like, two days ago or something, and I gasped. I audibly gasped. Like, Jackie, Jackie's probably had to cook for himself. Oh, God. What have we done? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Like, what? Can you imagine Jackie Mao cooking for himself over any, like, extended duration? We're sorry, Jackie. You end up with the original Jackie's chow of boiled broccoli head with whole tomato and shelled egg. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, we're, we're sorry, Jackie. We let you down. We really did. Yeah. Um, you were counting on us to help you through this dark time, and we were uh, on our own, figuring out our own business, but we should have been here for you. You know, in these tough times, we all have our own issues. We all, you know, are going through various levels of things, you know, with various levels of support. But it's important to sometimes externalize that you may have issues. But what can be more important is that we have, as a society, have to help Jackie Mao with his issues, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. So, Nicholas, how's your lockdown been? It's, uh, it's, it's been okay. It's not actually, it's not all that different for me because I live alone. Mm-hmm. I am generally pretty busy and don't have a massive social life because I'm finishing school and having home improvements of New Earth. Oh, my God. I nailed it the first try. I can't believe it. Wow. 2020. Wow. It'll never happen again. And uh, and working full time. So besides not going to work all that often, I'm still going into work sometimes for like critical stuff. So it's uh, it's it's not too bad. I'm, I'm definitely lucky here. That's good. That's what about good. you? Uh, I've been I've been stuck at home. I was lucky in that. Uh, so I don't know how much this has come up on our podcast, but I am uh, immunocompromised. I don't have a very good immune system. Um, and so I am one of those at risk people you hear so much about. Um, and a little ways into the pandemic, um, not as early as I would have liked, but a little ways into it. Um, the the company that I worked for, a retail company, was like, hey, actually, we should let people who are at risk uh have 30 days of paid leave because honestly it's going to be worth it in the end for us to avoid the lawsuits is basically the logic right um and so i've been home a lot um i'm actually i talked to my doctors and i'm gonna have to extend it a little bit further which is unfortunate because i won't get paid for that but i might be able to work something out um but also it won't really matter because i did get my first paycheck on leave um, and it is literally the smallest paycheck I've ever gotten from my job. So I don't know how they're doing this math, but it fucking sucks over here. Quote unquote paid leave. Very nice. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, listen, you know, I, I don't want to like shame anyone here, but if you think I can get by on a month with two payments of $250, you are incorrect. <laughs> two That's small not payments. enough money. <laughs> it's not enough money Acts for now. my bills. <laughs> Um, damn yeah especially not where you live 
Jeez. No, no. Southern California is not the cheapest it's, place the cheapest in the world. Place, yeah, you can buy a loaf of bread for uh, one dollar a gallon, right? Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can buy ten cow, a dozen cows for ten dollars at the market. Speaking of X amount of, of uh, money a gallon, mm-hmm. gosh, gas is cheap right now, huh? It is. I guess I, <laughs> I, I've been noticing that. I haven't been driving as much, so I don't fill up my right. gas guzzler kind of of a car. I, I get mm-hmm. like. I have to usually fill up a little less than once a week, so I've I've been noticing it decline, and now it's like, geez, it's all falling apart. Six, everything. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's where some things are falling apart, some things are coming together. It's a strange time, and in that time, we want to be here for you Jack to help now. you survive. Yeah. Now, everyone else listening, I mean, like, I'm not going to tell you to stop listening, but, like, we're not talking. I mean, I'll you. tell you to stop listening if if you don't have the courage to, Six. Okay. That's okay. Thank you. You know, I don't want to sure put that on this. Yeah. I can't afford courage, you know. <laughs> it's just, it's like $3 a gallon, though, right? I know. It's I crazy. Know. How am I going to buy all my common Rider toys? I know. Nick? I have to actually buy premium <laughs> courage for some reason. Wow. Like, I can't wow. deal with the 83 octane courage. Yeah. Mm. It's a fancy car you drive. Yeah, it uh, it, it goes doot doot, toot toot, vroom vroom. Nicholas, it's been a it's been a whirlwind of a time. Um, there have been patches for Dota, and we don't care for what. Yeah, we're not going to talk about them. We just I'm just mentioning that so you don't think <laughs> I don't know. No, we're not talking about those. Uh, we're I talking did, about I, Valorant. <laughs> oh yeah, I I do have one thing to say about Dota, but we'll we'll save it because now you've introduced uh, this topic that I put on here. Onto our extremely long notes, you know, that we've been just mm. accruing over mm. our uh, sabbatical here, right? Of course, yes. Yeah, of course. So Valorant has come out with their uh, closed, quote-unquote, beta thing recently. What is Valorant half 6? open beta? Yes, uh, Valorant is, um, okay, what if Counter-Strike had a serious case of Overwatch Envy, um, but also was still Riot, so they're bad at visual design? Yes. Sounds sounds perfectly accurate to me. Have you uh, witnessed any Valorant in I have, some form I have, otherwise? I have. Yes, I have watched some Valorant play. Um, I am not the audience for Valorant. Mm-hmm. I'm extremely not the audience for Valorant. I um, I there was a period where I was playing uh, Rainbow Six Siege with my friends, right? And I was having a great time because I love my friends. And I was like, these powers are really fun. And then one one time I loaded up the game and I was like, hey, could I just not shoot people? Like, you guys can go do that and I'll hang back here and I'll, you know, like, I'll play the character who, like, makes people's cell phones ring. And they're like, okay, but you also have to shoot people. And I'm like, okay, I don't think I want to play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, CSGO is the hardest core of hardcore shooters, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's universally agreed upon. On all of its iterations, and I guess CSGO, it still has a big pro scene, right? Yeah, yeah. Counter-Strike Glo- Global Order? No, that's Global the Global Offensive. Global Offensive. World Order is the band. Uh, and uh, it's like hyper-twitchy, hyper... Um, it, like, it has a very set meta, right? It has a set mm-hmm. way you play the game, set things you do in the game, and you're good at CSGO if you can do those things the best that sounds like literally every single competitive video game but i feel like csgo is so set in its ways from what i know of it 
Yeah, my, like, from, from my time watching CSGO, and again, like, you know, we're not, we are hardly CSGO, like, uh, just in general, Counter-Strike, like, like, sages, but, like, the meta is a lot more, uh, stable? I don't want to say stagnant, because I think stagnant, you know, stagnant inherently implies that it's a bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. Implies that the air is getting stale, right? Yeah. And it seems like CSGO really is like as much as we throw the term around is closer to an esport where the goal of CS:GO is to hit a place where the game will not change and you can just play it. Yeah. I don't know if that's Valve's goal, but that seems like the community's goal. And I I yeah, I think that's there are uh there's an audience for that, there's a place for that. I sometimes mm-hmm. wish Dota stayed more like that in certain ways, but <laughs> it's easy yeah. to be retrospective. Yeah. Sure, sure. And then Overwatch is the opposite of that, right? Like it, they've uh, Blizzard has pushed so hard to try to make it an esport, but at at the core of it, I feel like it's really just not meant for that as much. Not nearly. Well, I mean, I think at this point, I would say it is maybe meant for like it, it works it? for that. Okay. I mean, because they've made so many compromises to the base game, like uh, they have. Like Nick, if you were to load, okay, this is this is not exactly correct but I'm going to give you an example that is like along the right lines. If you were to load up Overwatch right now and go into ranked, it is entirely possible that the game would just say, oh, sorry, you can't play Winston right now. No one gets to play Winston this week. Why? Because uh... Uh, it's a seasonal ban. A seasonal ban? To try and like force people to mix things up. It's just like, <laughs> oh, this character's too popular. You just don't get to play him anymore. A seasonal um, ban? Wow, yeah. I mean, like, not a full season, but you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, but yeah. Like, a, a period-based ban where they're it, like, no, nope, sorry. on popularity? And perceived power? I'd, listen, you'd have to wow. you'd have to check, talk to Jeff Kaplan wow. from the Overwatch team to fully understand their logic. Okay. I just know that that's a thing where it's like, you can be like, oh, hey, I'm a... Um, I'm a Mercy main, and the Overwatch team has decided, not Mercy's not a character anymore. Come back in a week. <laughs> Hmm. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. But at least in Overwatch, if you're not good at shooting, there are things to do usually, right? Sure. Sure. I was yeah. okay at Overwatch. I played some. I played some. You know, Mercy. I played some Lucio. I actually got okay at shooting, playing Ana. I had a decent time. Hmm. Yeah, I think I played some Ana too. I I definitely had a lot. Have had a lot of fun in Overwatch, and it was mm-hmm. not just based on uh, the Twitch reaction shooting. I do apparently have 21 hours in CSGO from probably a decade ago. I think it was last installed on my computer. I checked in sometime 2017. I think my little brother or something was playing, so I re-downloaded that time or something. So there was a time, like, I I, I messed around with it. I was never good, but, you know, I, I do understand what it was, or at least what it was back then, which is probably not too different than what it is now. Mm-hmm. And then there's Valorant, which is trying to blend them. But from what I've seen, the the uh, factor of how much fun you can have if you're not good at the Twitch shooting motion you have to do is very low. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, hey, if you like this kind of game, we're going to try to innovate, quote unquote, with uh, these skill things. Yeah. Which sounds great if you love CSGO. 
I guess. Well, I don't <laughs> know. I mean, like, I feel like I feel like it is it is hitting a middle that obviously they have they have done the math, right? They have checked the people. They think this is a exact niche that people want, and I think it seems close to me to Rainbow Six Siege, honestly, in the idea of like it is like Counter Strike style gameplay, but with just a little bit of gimmick to mm-hmm. it to try and keep things you know like like fresh and exciting. Okay. Yeah. I guess I can see that because I've I played some seeds I mean, too is... in recent history, and I I was acceptable at the shooting, <laughs> I guess. But mm-hmm. yeah, like there was the strategy of siege. I feel like is missing in Valorant, though. Well, I mean, I guess I don't know. It's it's maybe still not. A I, I honestly thing. haven't watched enough, and none of us, <laughs> both of us, have not played it. Right. <laughs> but right. Um. And I mean, like, it's also like you know. If you compare to like compare Rainbow Six Siege versus uh, Counter Strike, I could get mm. wins sometimes in Rainbow Six Siege by playing smarter than my opponent, right? Yeah, like that was a fairly reliable way. Um, in Counter Strike, it's not impossible, but nine times out of ten, if a person is just like obviously better at you that reflex shooting, they're going to beat you. Yeah, and you're you're so. like you're going to know that. Yeah, but so I mean. So that's that's what Valorant is, and it's uh, their marketing and release scheme is doing this thing on Twitch. Where you're, has anybody else done this? Like you get keys for this closed beta by watching streams of the game. Has anyone done that? Before? I don't know. If, I don't know about that specific example. Obviously, Dota has done. You get item drops by watching like the international and stuff. But yeah, beta keys specifically. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, but it's this big thing that they're doing and stuff and. It, uh, I guess it's fine. Like uh, a bunch of my online friends have, they like intentionally tried to get keys and got keys and are playing it and trying it. And some of them bounced off. Right. But Mm I, I just linked my Twitch account and like AFK on a stream, I guess, just in case I get one so I can test it out. And it's, I don't know that, that whole scheme, I understand why they do it and it seems smart, but it just seems leaves like a bad taste in my mouth Mm -hmm. it's i don't know it's something about the whole streaming gig i guess it's like you're exploiting streamers but not really because then i guess they'll also get more viewers temporarily which is more money in the bank so it's like of course every streamer basically has to hop on to try to do this it's like you're it's you're making like the streaming community compete to advertise your game for you or something but it gets them money too i don't know i'm not i'm not a big stream watcher big into the stream community so i'm probably just out of touch but it it just seems a little off to me but i'm probably just you know boomer shaking my fist at the sky (laughs) sure sure I don't know. I I don't want to play it, so I'm I'm safe, I guess. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how it'll be interesting to see if uh Riot Game can become Riot Games for in a meaningful way. I guess their team fight tactics is doing well, right? Ish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been seeing lots of ads that are very strange for it. You want you want me to uh talk about Dota real quick, six? Sure, sure. If you could knock that out real yeah, quick so yeah. I can I guess just so knock I it out of the park right here. This up. Mm-hmm. So I have been playing a little bit of Dota off and on. 
Uh, I am playing in the uh, <laughs> the PPDL. Do you know about the PPDL six? Uh I I think I can guess, but I, I don't. It's not. It's news to me. Oh, p- please guess then. Uh, uh, Peter Pan, damn Dota League. No, so <laughs> we like Dota. Arian wanted oh, to do another a mini WLDL. We like Dota League. They're very casual. Dota Two League they do every year. Uh, they wanted to do one of those for you know the quarantine with lots of people being home, right? Because lots of people are playing Dota. That the server is packed right now. They're we like Dota Discord server. It's like all. Lots of uh, commotion and things going on. It's not just their theme Thursdays where they play themed draft in houses. It's like basically every day, every night, people are in there playing in houses, which is cool. And so they're like, okay, we'll have like an in-house league and then we'll have like a regular mini Dota 2 league. And so I was in a, a Discord call with Aaron and a few other people and they were trying to come up with names. And I came up with the Peter Pandemic League. <laughs> so that is my uh my credit there good work yes so we're playing in that with a a team so i've been playing actual captains mode dota 2 which is a uh, something <laughs> so okay like what i mean okay so i as i mentioned last time i have uninstalled dota yeah i feel what like what the fuck is we'll our game anymore um I'm definitely out of touch now because I I don't know the meta at all, but it's it seems like the same where it's like kind of death ball. Neutral items are very important, but there's much fewer of them now, and they're less random, so it's just like a hmm. time based thing, and usually you get the same ones I think because like the pool is so much smaller. Hmm. Okay, so the the, but, the the effect of them is a little more mitigated. No, I think it's actually the opposite <laughs> because because the, well there's the dedicated slot now were we even yeah broadcasting true. when they added the dedicated slot i don't even remember i think i i, I don't know you and i have certainly talked time. about it yeah so it's a dedicated uh neutral slot item uh neutral item slot and so it's like at least in the games i've played even in turbos everybody is like almost constantly talking about neutral items because it's like Oh, mm-hmm. there's a drop, and then there's a pop-up, so everybody knows what dropped, and they're like, "Oh, I want that. Let me have that." And so you have to do this, like the big shuffle, where you go to your inventory if you're a support, and you teleport it to the neutral stash, or you walk over to your core and give it to them if they want it. Okay, and then oh, what neutral items are there left for me to shop from now that are in our neutral items stash? And then I'll I'll get that, and like this is. Like every single game, I feel like you have to do this, and it it's it's bo- I don't like it. It's a boring part of the game. Like it's so mm. routine now. The neutral items aren't really that powerful. I think I did finally play a regular Dota two game where we got to the fifth tier of items, and that was interesting because I had never gotten there before. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess. That was interesting for a moment because some of those items still have their former, you know, game-breaking luster. (laughs) Yeah. At least because I haven't seen them a lot. But I don't know. I'm so tired of the (laughs) neutral item churn every game. I'm like, I don't want to talk about neutral items with my cores for five minutes and have to do the shuffle every game. And it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, guys, it's 15 minutes. We don't have any of our neutral items. Our next objective is to sit in the jungle. (laughs) 
Oh, boy. So I think I'm going to start a thing where I do not jungle. I will not go to the jungle. You? I personally. Anti. Triple Battle Fury Nicholas? Triple Battle Fury. Person who talked about how satisfying it was to blink tread swap farm jungle camps. I'm not going to go to the jungle anymore. I am boycotting the jungle. I will sit in the trees on the enemy side of the map once a wave pushes. I don't want to go to the jungle anymore. My team, they can get the neutral items because you have to, for balance reasons, you have to get neutral items. And I guess maybe I will, you know, get one from the stash. But I'm not going to go for the good items so that I don't have to do the shuffle with my cores. I am going to push lanes. I'm going to babysit other heroes when they're not in the jungle. Or maybe if they are in the jungle, I'll be a ward. But otherwise, I'm going to go soak XP in trees and lane because I'm wow. so tired of the jungle and neutral items. That's brutal. We are, as a community, as a, as a nation, we are, we've spent far too long this patch, these patches since neutral items were introduced sitting in the goddamn jungle. It's just not fun. I'm not here for it. I'm boycotting the jungle as of uh, 11 p.m., on April the fifteenth, twenty twenty. I'm I'm really proud of you, Nick. So I'll I'll report back next episode. I'm hoping it might improve my enjoyment, even of turbos. That's the problem. It's in turbos. And turbos you have to deal with it more and sooner. It's a turbo. I don't want to spend my turbo game talking about neutral items sitting in the jungle. I want to press buttons and see explosions and particles. What if, what if, okay, what do you think it would fix things if there was a higher drop chance of a neutral item when you killed an enemy hero? Hmm. No, I don't like that either. Something about it seems weird. Yeah, that's fair. I just, I wanted to, I wanted to try something. Yeah, I think what you, you uh, created last time we talked about neutral items, like, hey, Let's just go overboard. Let's add more buildings and projects. And projects. Yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. you got to lean into that. Or hand in the air, you know, right hand on the Dota 2 Bible. Just remove them. Just do it. Just pull the plug. Kill it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. People don't mind at this point, I think, if they're not crazy like me. But I, I, uh, I know me gusta. Dota. Yes. Yeah. So that's my Dota 2 report. <sighs> All right. Well, Nick... Six. I don't know. Right around the time that the pandemic was starting, mm-hmm. our friends, your friends and mine, at Yum Food Brands, Taco Bell debuted a new item. Oh, really? Don't do any Googling because I've got a question. For you. Okay. Hands off the keyboard. Their new, their new item is the Triple Lupa. <laughs> Now, you may be wondering, what is a triple lupa? I was. Yeah, that's a good question. Nick, what is a triple lupa? This is a multiple choice question. Is it A, a chalupa with shredded cheese, nacho cheese, and a zesty pepper jack sauce? B, three tiny chalupas with different sauces connected (laughs) via perforations? C, an extra large chalupa with ground beef steak and shredded chicken? Or D, a hard taco inside a soft taco inside a chalupa. The funny thing is, one of these answers is correct. How are you? How are you not uh, King King Bell at talk at Yum Food Brands? All of these things could easily be on the Taco Bell menu. 
I'm good at this. You, you need to. Uh, I'm gonna call up talk Mr. Bell of of the the Bell Dynasty and let them know about the uh, the talent they're missing out on. Man. Um, if you need them read again, if you need any examples, I, I might. So, again. what's the name again? The tri- triple lupa. The tri- the triple lupa. One word. Lupa. One more time. The choices. Uh, go in reverse order this time. Okay. D. Hard taco inside a soft taco inside a chalupa. C. Extra large chalupa with ground beef, steak, and shredded chicken. B. Three tiny chalupas with different sauces connected via perforations. Or A. A chalupa with shredded cheese, nacho cheese, and a zesty pepper jack sauce. You sh- you've got to do commercials for Taco Bell the way you say zesty pepper jack sauce and with different sauces connected via perforations is straight out of like a podcast ad read for Taco Bell. <laughs> the new Taco Bell Tripalupa, three separate chalupas with different sauces connected via perforations with a zesty pepper jack sauce. I was like, I was like, how do you spell perforation? <laughs> yeah, no, I got it in one. Huh? Check it out. Wow. <laughs> um, wow. I don't think it's the the meat one, the extra large one. So I'm gonna cross off C because I feel mm. like it would be okay. prohibitively expensive for, mm. and so they think that it it wouldn't uh sell. So I'm gonna cross off. Occasionally C. they do do fairly expensive items though. I will. Know. What is a uh, fairly expensive for Taco Bell? Like, what is their price range um, for that? I would say an a single item that is six dollars is pretty expensive for them. Okay, that does kind of seem in the range of what they could do for an extra large meat lovers chalupa. Hmm. I've I've got a. I really hope it's either A or B, but I'm gonna go with B. Three chalupas with different sauces connected via perforations because I love the idea of having perforations in my chalupa. Well, Nick. Um, we're going to take it to YouTube real quick here. <laughs> We're going to play an ad for the triple, triple Lupa. Okay, are you going to send and, it to me? Uh, uh, hang on. I need to find... Oh, I, I'm just... I'm hearing people. I'm seeing a bunch of... Okay, here we go. Doing reviews Oh, this is a TikTok ad, <laughs> Triple Lupa. That's not what we want. Um, we need the source. First person source. Okay, l- let's, let's try this out. Okay. If I have to do some audio magic, that's fine. But... Mm-hmm. Here we go. The time now, 548. Taco Bell's Chalupa is getting an upgrade. Look at your screen there. This is the Triple Lupa. It is three mini Chalupas combined into (gasps) one giant Tri-Lupa or Triple Lupa, whatever I just said. (laughs) The things that we didn't know we needed. All right. So each section has a different flavor. Congratulations, Nick. It was B. I am the Taco King. Uh, I might end up using a <laughs> using a different sound clip because that one's from Fox News. Yeah, I did. I got that sense. Wait, why was the was it a sponsored segment on Fox News or no? They just like thought it would be a good uh, a good topic. Um, I mean, they're desperate losers, so <laughs> I'm gonna bet. Wow, the perf- the perforation. It's brilliant. I really thought me using the phrase perforations would throw you for a <laughs> I just loved it. I loved the idea that that would be what it actually was. I The zesty pepper jack sauce it was, in my mind, the more correct answer. 
but it sounded good, didn't it? It, did. it sounded like like marketing ad. So it was uh, a chalupa with nacho cheese, cheddar cheese, shredded cheese, shredded nacho cheese. shredded cheese, okay. nacho, nacho cheese, cheese, and a zesty <laughs> pepper jack sauce, which could all be the same thing. <laughs> Technically, if they were all melted. Okay. Mm. Oh, that yeah, chalupa though. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um. For maybe the first time since I was uh, born, I saw a Taco Bell promotional item and said, I'm good. That's <laughs> stupid. You haven't had the Tripalupa. No, it's too dumb. You haven't lived until you've had. I'm going to make it a point to make my second trip in uh, recent memory to, to Taco Bell, I think. You're going to get COVID from the Tripalupa, <laughs> tri- my guy. <laughs> what a story. You can tell your kids that. When your grandfather was young, he got COVID-19 from the Tripalupa. What's the Tripalupa, kind you of, ask? It was kind of COVID-57 because he got it from three little Tripalupas. Oh, three little Tripalupas connected via perforations. Oh. <laughs> wow. Uh, you always bring the Taco Bell news. That's the one news category we will never miss on Bottle Crush. I know, I know. Listen, I couldn't. I I had to. I had to help the folks out. The yeah. other current like promotional Taco Bell items are honestly not exciting. It's just no. like, oh, here's a here's a Chipotle chicken burrito. Like, okay, fine. that isn't just a regular sounds... ass Taco no, Bell. No, it probably is good. It does it sound doesn't good. sound exciting. Yeah. Well, six after that, I'm. I'm feeling a little low energy. I think we're gonna kick it to Jack's snacks. We don't have room. We do not have room. We do not have room. We do not have room. Wait, what is this? This is the Jackie's Chow within Jackie's Chow. But it has to, you know, it has to be. Oh, man. It has to fit it's the new bumper board. time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so six. I, uh, I was mm-hmm. grocery shopping just a few hours before this uh, for some dinner items. And uh, I was walking by some aisles. I'm like, oh, this is the energy drink aisle. I've got to get an energy drink for Jackie's Chow tonight. And so I, I mm. got a... Red Bull, uh, what they call it, Peach Edition. They ran oh, out sure. of colors, sure. apparently. And so then I, I picked that, put it in the cart, like, okay, great, I'll, I'll do that on air. And then I was going, I got some uh, some other things, got some eggs, picked up a beverage, and then I was going down the frozen goods aisle to get some frozen vegetables. And in one of the like side displays things, they had just like assorted drinks and for some reason, what caught my eye was this uh, aluminum, like tall aluminum can, just kind of like a uh, an energy drink comes in, and it's labeled classic chocolate milk, lactose-free. Okay. So it's this canned lactose non-milk chocolate milk versus the red bull peach edition i would try them both at once but i think that is the actual literal suicide cocktail so uh, <laughs> i'm gonna have to save one so, of those i actually think that the lactose free chocolate milk mm-hmm. is gonna be like a little too sweet but fine that's my experience of lactose free milks oh okay yeah um, i've never had that never yeah had that. so i'm gonna say let's let's bust out that red bull peach red edition. bull peach edition here we go let's go 
I almost forgot the glass to make sure that I can uh, tell what color we're dealing with here. Mm. Okay, so the Red Bull Peach Edition. Now, all the other things that are labeled like this were colors, right? There's the blue, the yellow, the orange well, edition. Well, peach is technically a color. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I guess it orange. Wait, orange is also a, f- a fruit. <laughs> I mean, peach. Peach is one of those okay. like it's sort of those borderline colors yeah. where I think it, generally people think of it as the fruit. I do think it is kind of cheating. They could have called it the pink edition, but they're cowards. But the thing is, the actual so the the text the peach edition is in like a peachish orange color. But the rest of the can is like this metallic dark red, like this dark red brown. Oh, okay. Okay. It's very strange. Yeah, that's... Hmm. So, They're cheating then. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it is peach nectarine, artificially flavored energy drink that's going to vitalize my body and mind. So here we go. Can we get the, uh, the scent? Uh, the word peach and the color peach come from the Middle English uh, peche, which is derived from Middle French. And uh, how do you say the word peach, Six? How do you pronounce it? Uh, peach? Wait for it. That's, that's... There she is. Peach? You just, uh, you just edited in Emma, Six. Oh. <laughs> of course I did. It's been a while, folks. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, we still got it. It, uh, it smells like some sort of tropical drink that I feel like I've had. Maybe it, mm. it smells like. Have you ever had nectarine juice or like the nectarine yes. nectar cartons? Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. Dude, just I haven't had that in a while, the but pump. that is just like sugar syrup, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> With yeah, like it's, it's citrus. Potent. It is yeah. absolutely potent. That's uh, let's go. That almost doesn't taste at all artificial. Interesting. This, it like it tastes good. This is really good. Like it uh I don't get almost I like I get a a artificial sweetener taste or feel or whatever that you can always, you know, tell something has some sure, artificial sure. You can you can always tell. Yeah. Is is artificial is artificial sweetener like new sweet, kind of like new rich? <laughs> Like new money, new, that that new money, the same great taste, less filling. Uh, I think this might be the best. Like I think these Red Bull edition things have been pretty good. Like I liked the blueberry, mm. I remember, but like this mm-hmm. just. Uh, mm-hmm. Like it's very subdued taste, and then you get like a little bit of the peach and nectarine, but it doesn't smell toxic. It doesn't feel hmm. bad to drink. 110 calories. We got a uh, 27 grams of sugar. That's like a third of a soda. A bunch wow. of vitamins. The old pentathenic acid. And uh, 80 milligrams of caffeine, like a, a cup of coffee, I guess. Well, this is the most positive drink review we've ever done. I almost did um, a uh, Dr. Pepper with cream soda. Ooh. I got that for the show, but then we didn't record, so I just mm. drank it all. It was good. I could see myself getting one of these cans instead of a soda for like a wow. time when I wanted a soda. 
because like it is actually less sweet than a soda i feel like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. somehow like i don't understand i don't understand this beverage energy drinks are supposed to be you know soda. what if soda was even worse for you right sure but this sure. like makes me uh let's see what did what does it do it vitalizes my body and mind wow wow that's really encouraging, Nick. I knew your your vi- your mind was really not not particularly vital. <laughs> I, I know, and uh, mm. I, I'm going to finish this. It is you know like eleven o'clock, but I'm going to finish this beverage. Yeah. I think these Red Bull editions have like really turned me on to the power of uh, of the energy drink. Because like I don't I don't mind caffeine that much. It doesn't usually affect me very much. So I could sure, have one sure. of these. Instead of like a soda, and it has a and more interesting taste. That's excellent. I'm really glad that we could we could bring you into the light. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's go for the cup. That is shocking. This is a clear, slightly cloudy white beverage. There is no color. Oh, like like fresco almost. Yeah. Like I thought this was going to be the peach color, like the color of the can, but this is. This is nothing. It is just like slightly cloudy white. That was not with a chance of meatballs. With a chance of meatballs. Not what I was expecting. A delight all around. Well, that's that's fantastic. (sighs) Just keep these good vibes going. Oh yeah, Nick. How have you been cooking for yourself, or or otherwise eating? You don't have to have cooked for yourself. It's okay. During this uh, strange time, I've been. Honestly, doing exactly the same thing as I usually do. I guess I've... Hmm. I don't... Like, the staples have been mostly what I've been cooking in, you know, the house of New Earth because I don't have that much counter space. I'm in the middle of doing, like, final mechanical stuff on the kitchen area with, like, adding all the electrical and the counters and everything. Mm -hmm. So... I've been moving my kitchen around too, so I've had less clean space than usual. But like, I bought a big bag of rice at H Mart. I, I cooked the rice. There's eggs. The supermarket has plenty of eggs, and then whatever meat there is, I'll I'll get that. I have noticed. Like, I think I'm actually. I I was proud of myself for cooking something without like literally without thinking about it the other night. I made two steaks i got some random Mm. piece of beef from the supermarket because the selection is much lower on like meat and stuff right now usually Mm -hmm. at least here and so i was like okay i just like looked at the beef section and literally was just looking at the meat and then i saw two like somewhat thin uh ribeyes and i got those and then i took them home and i made oh smashed potatoes that's what i'll tell you the recipe for but i did uh i just like seared them in a pan with a little bit of oil at first and then finished them with butter when you know you cool the pan down and i like did the basting with butter in the last few minutes to get it nice and tasty and i was like damn i can just do this now and because i'm cooking for myself i'm not picky how my steaks are done i just usually like them done less i just kind of did it i didn't think about it and then I ended up with a delicious dinner. And I uh, I was like, yeah, damn, look at that. I feel like I've practiced enough uh, steak searing that I'm, I'm decent at it now. Wow. Yeah. But uh, I think uh, potatoes for- are my uh, 
my food of choice during these times. You know, they're cheap. They're flexible. They're good. They they make me feel good. Six. How do potatoes make you feel? What? Um, given what I tend to do to them, mm-hmm. often bloated. <laughs> that is fair. That is definitely fair. I feel like for some reason, like the starch, like you said, or something. I don't know. They are so mm-hmm. savory. They could be fluffy. They could be rich. They could be dense. It's like mm-hmm. nothing. Like warm food is a you know a simple comfort in these times, and like a warm mashed potato, like fresh mashed potato, you boiled and mashed the potatoes yourself. Something is is so primally good about that to me. It just makes me feel good to eat mashed potato. Yeah. So for folks who aren't, who are only listeners to this show, I'm going to specifically recommend another podcast real quick because while we may have been absent on here, Nick and I did join my friend Jen and do a podcast on our Scanline Talks oh. feed about the best sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the contenders that I fought very strongly for was the Italian beef. Um, and I made an Italian beef. Well, I made multiple Italian beefs because you make it sort of in a batch, but uh, that was that's one of my dishes that I have made during this uh, this lock-in. Um, it's not hard. It takes a while. Mm. It's not hard. Um, you just get like you get like a, a nice like a beef broth and you mix some spices in it, and then you have uh, like a, a just a big old hunk of meat, a beef, like a, a real rub Vin spices Diesel. on that. You yeah, just pop them in yeah, a pan. just a just yeah, just a real. Uh, Real monster of a Jackie man. man. Um, and you put it in the oven and you put the broth in a like a nine by thirteen pan underneath it. Hmm. So that as it's cooking, the broth is eva- is like reducing down, but also that it's evaporating up into the meat and penetrating it. Huh. And then you slice it thin, you cook it in that au jus, and then you serve it in a sandwich with uh jardinara, which you know, you may have to look up what jardinara is. It's like pickled vegetables that are usually like pickles are in are part of that, but also you do like cauliflower or peppers or onions or carrots. It's great. Mm. Um, and uh, because I am a heathen, I add cheese. That's a that's a <laughs> accepted variant, but it's kind of an accepted variant in the way that like if you walk into someone's house and spit on the floor, they won't immediately <laughs> throw you out. It, they'll be like, oh. Can you please get your uh, zesty pepper jack sauce off of my floor? Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. And then when you say no, then they throw yes. you out. They perforate you. Um, yeah. I also had, uh, we had a, a jar of pickled red onion flying around mm. that we added to that. That was that was very, very good. Mm. Anyway, make an Italian beef. It rules. That does sound good. I didn't, I thought it was just like, you know, a braise, but that's like a, a level two braise. Very advanced, Mm -hmm. open air, open face braise. And as the as the like the 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 beef is like cooking, Mm -hmm. the fat is running off and dripping down into the. So do you literally just like put the roast on the oven rack? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. Yeah, with the with the with the au jus underneath. Nice. Yeah, no, it's it's great. Um, I am excited. I have to hold off making it again because it's very unhealthy, and my roommates (laughs) were like, "Listen." okay but like you can't do this very often okay ah <laughs> uh, that that sounds great i love just doing uh simple things with meat you know mm-hmm. like the the pan seared steak that was like oh damn, nick so are you saying that you 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 want me to want meat 
I want you to want meat. And the bumper just played, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Nice. <laughs> Six, have you ever done a caveman steak where you cook skirt steak on coals? No. Tell me about this. You, oh, you don't know about this? No. I think where did I, I think I saw it first on an Alton Brown YouTube video. Uh, but I think since Chef John of foodwishes.com has also done a video on it. Um, you do know Chef John, right, Six? Of course, of course. I, no, I love I Chef don't. John. <laughs> I, no, you don't know Chef John? No, I don't. What? <laughs> what? I, uh, yes, of course. I, of co- yeah. Mm. Oh, you're Chef John. <laughs> oh, yes, no, of course. God. Yeah, he, he's got the YouTube channel Food Wishes. He's like the original uh, like food recipe YouTuber because he, he worked, works for All Recipes. Mm. He's like a subdivision of All Recipes. So he's like the oldest, like possibly both in age and seniority, like food maker, YouTube guy. Yeah, he's fifty. He's classic. Yeah, damn. But like his thing is, he adds cayenne to almost everything. Like at least a little bit of cayenne pepper. Smart. Yep. Yep. But you you will hear basically every food YouTuber being just like casually when they're you know dumping ingredients in the bowl like a little bit of salt freshly ground pepper ground pepper and then every once in a while it'll be like and a little cayenne for chef john that's what that's the chef john they're talking about because mm. everybody knows and respects chef john i still haven't heard that either but i believe you just uh load up a bunch of food wishes videos and listen to the first uh seven seconds he has such a sing song like he is the Shakespeare of food YouTube videos. Now, let's not say things we can't take back. No, I, I mean it. It's like he has such a a cadence. It's like he could honestly be speaking in, in uh, iambic pentameter for all that I know. And I just didn't even notice. But he has this very he has this very deliberate pacing. And also, every time you know exactly how his voice is going to end up on every shot. But he, he starts every video with... Hello, Hello, this, this is Chef John, John from, from foodwishes.com with the name of the thing he's doing. And like, Oh, yeah, he's doing it. Wow. Yes. Just like load them all up. You can literally the first five seconds. Hello, this is Chef John from Hello, this is Chef John. He's, he's an icon. Six. Consummate professional. He, he really is. He's great. What the hell was I talking about? Meat. Because we want you to want meat. <laughs> got to talk about that meat so caveman steak what i've seen people uh the alton brown video uh you take like a a steak that you really want to absolutely sear the outside of just like obliterate the outside with heat so super fast heat so you probably don't want a super thick steak because it's gonna burn the outside by the time the inside is you know warmed up at all and so that's why the skirt steak or you know flank steak that's super thin and it's really tough, so you don't want to like cook it for very long. You want to just like sear it and then cut it across the grain. Mm-hmm. So what they'll do is, you know, you could marinate it if you want, or you just salt and pepper and immediately toss the entire like piece of skirt steak, flank steak, whatever you have, onto a bed of coals. Like wood charcoal is probably the best. You know, you don't want flames because that'll you know cause too much smokiness. You just want to get like red hot embers, lay your steak on it for like. A minute or two per side. Then you take tongs and you flip the entire thing over 
and like there's going to be bits of charcoal stuck on the side that was down and that's fine that's fine just flip it over and the juice will come out of the meat and release the charcoal from the top and you like brush it off for another minute or two you take the entire thing off you try to shake some of the charcoal bits off but some will stay and that's fine you know you just leave it for a second until the juices come out and release it you throw the entire thing in like some tin foil for 10 minutes or whatever and it's going to kind of finish cooking and resting whatever you mm-hmm. take it out you slice it across the grain and it's like the best seared skirt steak with like this smoky kind of ish charcoal sauce that it huh. creates with just the the juices of the meat interesting i haven't done it but i've i've been wanting to i hate i i uh, am finishing up school and we're now you know doing things remotely like everybody else so i was in a zoom class today and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go outside because thankfully my Wi-Fi extends outside my house. And I have a small fire pit and I had a bunch of brush. So I made a fire and sat next to it in school. It, it you know, the prime way to go to school. But I was sitting there. I'm like, oh, look at these coals. I wish I had some steak. Mm. I got to try that out. And also, I, of course, smell like smoke right now because I sat next to a fire. Sure, sure. 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 Oh, hey, we do need an important update um, from a previous yep. podcast. Uh, do your floorboards still smell like stink tea? No, they don't. That's good. That's wow, good. I, I can't believe I wasn't appreciating that. They don't. That's great. I uh, That's what I, I've meant to, in the uh, grocery store, they do sell kombucha. So I do need to see if that's what kombucha is still. I, I have homework for next episode. Yeah, it's time to it's time to learn. It's time to educate yourself. Get educated. <sighs> Nick, we have uh suggestions to make the world a better place, don't we? All the time. We like, have some uh, hero concepts for the friends. Wow. Just for the friends though. Just for the friends. What is our uh what is our hero concept this week, Six? Well, uh I didn't I you told me what the hero concept was and I didn't do that. Oh, <laughs> so I'll Great. let you go first. <laughs> okay, don't worry, don't worry. You'll you'll I'll you'll feel like it'll, it'll be a a complimentary piece. No, it's it'll be fine. Okay. You know, you know, you're your own person. Sometimes you gotta you gotta know when to hold them, right? Right. So the uh, the meal concept for this week is Wendy. I don't know why I uh, I thought of Wendy, of uh, Wendy's fame, but uh, and I haven't had Wendy's in like. Gosh, a long time. I feel like I need to go back to Wendy's. Is are there Wendy's on the West Coast? Yeah, for sure. There. Okay. Uh, I, I have talked about Wendy's breakfast on this podcast. Right. I I in creating my hero concept was looking through the menu and I forgot that they did have breakfast. It's like, oh mm-hmm. wow, that's right. They have this breakfast thing. Sure. Okay. <clears throat> Let me. Uh, I'm literally finishing this Red Bill. Red Bill. It was so good. Okay. <clears throat> My hero is Wendy the Burgeress. She is a ranged agility support. And this is her lore. The northern plains guard their secrets well. 
One of them is Wendy, master cook of the grill station. Known now as Burgeress, Wendy's family was killed in a storm on the night of her birth, their house blown down by the gale, with her ancient family recipes scattered to the winds. Only the newborn survived among the debris of death and destruction, sheltered from the calamity by a massive steel grill that fell over top of her. In the quiet after the storm, the grill itself took notice of the lucky infant crying underneath it. The girl, the grill, pitied the child and so packaged Wendy up and deposited her on a doorstep in a neighboring village. In the years that followed, the grill returned occasionally to the child's life, watching from a distance while she honed her skills. Now, after many years of training, Burgeris fires her patties to the perfect internal temperature. She sears with blinding speed, as if guided by a grill ever at her back. With a flurry of spatulas, she applies crisp grill marks to her enemies, having become nearly a blazing hot grill herself. Wow. Do you like my my uh, totally original, 100% off the top of my brain, Lore 6? It's definitely nothing like Wind Ranger, and I love no, well, it. <laughs> you did. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe it, and yet I knew you would uh, know that this <laughs> was, in fact, I just copy-pasted Windlander's lore, because it's way easier. And, God, it's so bad. It's so poorly written. It's like, hold on, let me pull it up again. The last sentence, Wind Ranger lore Dota 2. The last sentence has, like, five commas in it. Here, uh... With a flurry of arrows, comma, she slaughters her enemy, en- enemies, comma, having become, comma, nearly, comma, a force of nature herself. It's not, it's bad. Wait, what are you, what are you saying that's bad, right? I, uh, listen, I love commas, and I actually, I definitely overuse parentheses in my writing. Like, See, in, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm uh, a communist, so <laughs> I'm a big fan. You can leave now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's uh, well, let's get into. Tell me, yeah, okay. what what can what can Wendy do? What can what can, the, what can the, Wendy the, do for the, you? The the burger tris. The burgeress isn't it a great word to say? <laughs> the burgeress. <laughs> Hannibal burgeress. <laughs> I was like, oh, I got to come up with the name burgeress. No, that doesn't. Wait, that sounds awful to say, and is it hurts your mouth to say? We got to go with that. Okay, her abilities. Let's start off with her first ability. Snackle shot. In one seamless motion, Wendy takes a sea salt french fry from her fry sleeve and throws it towards the enemy unit. The fry inflicts hunger on the enemy unit, directed towards another enemy unit or tree directly behind it. If no unit or tree is present, the hunger duration is reduced to three quarters of a second. Hungered units try to take a bite out of each other, or if a unit eats a tree, they get the opposite of a tango buff, so they get a DPS over time. Mm. Otherwise, a DPS. So uh, another completely original idea there. Moving on to her W, Power Seer. Wendy slaps a patty on the grill for up to two seconds for a single juicy burger shot, which is released in a line in front of her that grows in length and increases heal potency the longer it is charged. So this is a AoE skill shot heal. I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, her E, Patty Run. Wendy takes a you know, massive. I had a feeling. <laughs> what do you? What do you mean? 
<laughs> I can't believe you. this was your idea. I worked harder than you did. That's the best part. You're slowly realizing. Before uh, we hit record, you were talking about, oh, hold on, Nick. I uh, I just got to finish up uh, my mana costs and cooldowns here. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, patty run. Wendy takes a massive, fresh, never frozen patty right out of the fridge and plants it in the ground. All friendly units that run through the patty are granted a short boost of movement speed and evasion from all physical attacks. Now, also, all projectiles that pass through the patty have their speed temporarily increased. Ooh. And the patty, you know, lasts for a little bit. Sure. So this, I think this might be a League of Legends ability. Mm-hmm. I think there's somebody who has like a gate that they can send I projectiles mean, through faster or something. There's there's definitely the like the dude what has the like the transforming hammer gun. J- he shoots a little thing J- and he shoots through the J Jay Z? Sure, sure. Joyce? Sure. Jace. I'm J- gonna go James with Joyce. James Joyce. <laughs> Alright. And uh for her ultimate ability, we have Focus Frosty. <laughs> Burgeris channels the power of the grill to momentarily glimpse shards of her family's ancient recipes, summoning two oversized Frosties. Any unit may attack or use spells against the frozen treats to recover health if targeting the chocolate Frosty or mana if using the vanilla Frosty. Each Frosty has a depletable amount of their resource that scales based on the level of focus Frosty and based on how long the spell is channeled up to 10 seconds and is able to be damaged by both targeted and AoE spells, so basically every spell, and it grants the respective resource based on a multiplier of the damage done. Uh, they last for one minute, and they can be used by both friends and foes. So if you know you have a high ground push and it kind of fails, you're all kind of low, you could just have Wendy use Focus Frosty, spend some time you know, up on the high ground jungle plateau, and then come back refreshed. Would you believe that I only just now made the connection of Wendy to Windy, and now I hate you even more? Oh wow! <laughs> do you do I need to send you a Red Bull Peach edition? Shut up! <laughs> I was paying attention to your words, and not what they meant. I, I enhanced you with the description of Focus Frosty. <laughs> You're a piece of garbage, Nick. <laughs> I haven't had a Frosty in a while, but like, I remember really. Like, I think I I got to get a Frosty sometime. They're pretty good. On my way to work, there is a Wendy's. I could stop there. Well, Nick, that sounds that sounds fun. I I like the idea of this uh, unique uh, support hero with these really uh, innovative abilities that I've never seen anything like before. Yeah. Um, Interesting to do stuff with trees. I wish someone else would do that. Uh, Um, She does speak for the trees, also. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. Uh, I actually created. uh, You know, sometimes they like, like releasing characters in pairs. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would be nice to have a rival. Okay. <clears throat> it is a poor king who takes from his citizens rather than providing for them. That was the ethos of the king of the southeastern kingdom, and one he held to even as the sky fell upon his land. Fire and brimstone chaos the riders of the apocalypse. It was to be the end of the world. But the king would not have it. Pushing aside the worries of his court, he marched to battle against famine rider the apocalypse and won. He pushed back Oblivion, and his land was saved. Yet he knew that there was another threat out there, and some souls still hungered for salvation. 
To them, his name was a promise, one he meant to fulfill. And so he rode, holding court in one land, but determined to save all lands. He is Kurger Bing, the Burger King, <laughs> and he is coming. Kurger Bing is actually Fuck you. Can, is actually the canon name Wait, of his what? animated incarnation from the 1970s. Kurger Bing? Kurger Bing the Burger King, voiced oh, by God. Alan Swift. What? <laughs> no, oh, the thing no. you're going to find is I actually made a lot of deep pulls. <laughs> <laughs> Good deep polls of Kurger Bing. For example, he is coming uh, is a old slogan of <laughs> the <what>? Burger King. <laughs> Burger King, he's coming. He is coming. <laughs> right? That's terrifying. Anyway, uh, he's a melee strength hero, uh, mm-hmm. and his Q ability is called "Have It Your Way." Uh, Burger yes. King throws an unhappy meal in a line. <laughs> Dealing 100, 150, 200, 250 damage to the first target struck, and if a player, adding 10 seconds to their current TP cooldown. Oh, God. The first foe to fall to the king was the sinister McRondolds, and he added their deadly unhappy meals to his arsenal. 15 second cooldown, 100, 110, 120, 130 mana. <laughs> well done. Well done. Uh, his W ability is the subservient chicken. What the fuck? Again, real Burger King lore. We'll get into that. Okay. Uh, Burger King deploys a flock of subservient chickens who fly unerringly towards enemy players with global range and peck them for 10 seconds. The pecking deals 5, 7, 9, 11 damage per second scaling and slows the target's movement speed by 10% while pecking. The birds can be killed with two auto attacks. So basically you hit this button and then you run after the birds to find people. Uh, The birds of the Burger King's land are strange creatures, but with the king's guidance, they make for uncanny blood howls. (laughs) Uh, So there was a promotion promoting their their new chicken sandwich um, called the Subservient Chicken, where they hired a person to put on a chicken costume, turn on a webcam, and just do whatever Twitch chat told them to. Wow. <laughs> there is a you know. subservientchicken.com, by the way. <laughs> uh, 60 second cooldown, because it's a good ability, and 100 mm-hmm. mana. Oh, very nice. Uh, his E ability is Sneak King. Uh, when activated, Burger King becomes invisible for 15, 20, 25, 30 seconds. This invisibility ends upon his next auto attack, which does no damage but reduces the target armor by 8 for 7 seconds and does an AoE heal of 150, 175, 200, 225 to any allies within 400 of the target. Hmm. The Rider Famine did not see Kurger before it was too late. Do you think your eyes more keen? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So this is like, this is uh, a support Janata based on his stupid stealth game Sneak King. (laughs) I mean, it, uh, yeah, you, he's a melee strength hero, so you gotta, you gotta yeah. balance it somehow. Uh, Twenty second cooldown, seventy five mana. Now okay. we get into his ultimate, <clears throat> Crossan Lich. 
<laughs> the Burger King summons his summons his court attendant, the Croissant Lich. <laughs> the Croissant Lich strikes all foes within a twelve hundred radius with intense hunger, slowing their movement speed by forty percent and draining their mana at a rate of ten uh, of twenty, thirty, forty per second for ten, oh twelve, fourteen seconds. To his court attendant did the Burger King entrust the dread power of the fallen rider Famine, and he wields it with alarming ease. <laughs> uh, so that's stupid as hell. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to write a strongly worded letter to both Taco Bell and Burger King uh, recommending one six debt month. <laughs> I mean, they for really should position. serve the croissant lich for Halloween. They should. That, that just would seems, be perfect. That seems like a no-brainer. It does. <laughs> for all those uh, D&D crossovers. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, mm. Wow, I feel like I really had it my way there. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. You know, that was that was the weakest ability in my mind. I uh, I was really happy with the croissant lich mm-hmm. and the subservient chicken, just because what the fuck? <laughs> uh, wow. But yeah. No, no matter where hunger re- rears its head, <laughs> Kurger Bing will be there. <laughs> Kurger Bing will be there. Wow, that's great. I feel like we've uh, we've done a service to the world today with uh, Wendy the Burgerus and uh, Kur- uh, G- uh, Kurger Bing the Burger King. Mm-hmm. Uh, two names that hurt the brain to say. You know, I... Uh... I was I was not sure how this was going to turn out, but I gotta say, I'm loving it. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a, a drop left of my uh, Red Bull here. Gonna get me through this. Welcome to Bottle Crow, uh-huh. where kids are king. <laughs> where kids, where kids can be kids. Oh uh, boy. Nah. Hmm. I really, uh, I really uh, wanted to do something with like King for a day or something with the, you know, like the paper crowns you can get at Burger yeah, King, but I just yeah. didn't have any ideas. It can be like uh, when they release the Arcana, probably as a, a bundle with new, the new mm, hero. Mm. It'll be like Terrorblade's thing where he leaves footprints. Kurt, uh, Kurt. It's not that hard to say. It Kurger isn't, Bing. but it like breaks my mind. <laughs> Kurger Bing. <laughs> I'm like Kurger. You're, you're just so Kerber? flabbergasted that Kerber? that's real. Yeah, I am. Kurger Bing. Yes. Even when I get it right, it doesn't sound correct. Kurger Bing uh, just leaves little paper crowns in his wake. Uh, He was also at one point called the Marvelous Magical Burger King. Those are just true facts about the Burger King, Mm -hmm. though. That's not really a name, Mm -hmm. per se. He's had had a a hell of a career. He really has. He's the king. Uh, The king is here. (laughs) Burger Your King, King is here. <laughs> Burger King Chief Financial Officer Josh Kobaz explained that the reason behind the removal of the creepy character was because he scared away women and children. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who, Burger King CEO. Who is this asshole? Uh, this is C, this is CFO. CFO, okay. Um, this is Josh Kobza. Kobza. Um on LinkedIn, Luis Felipe Maia says that he is the CFO. Well, this was 2014. Oh, okay. Things have obviously gotcha. changed. Things have yes. obviously changed. You think I should uh, invite uh, Luis Felipe Maya to connect on uh, LinkedIn? I think you should. 
I think, think you so. should. I think See. I think I think he needs to know who's out here talking about the Burger King brand. <laughs> you know what? Let's let's go through his credentials. He was a Capital Markets intern in in 2009 for Machado Mayer Sendach e Opice Advogados. Man, my Spanish is awful these days. Co-founder of Viva Capital, co-founder of BTS Properties, who I can only imagine uh, transitioned into uh, the BTS Dota team, right? Uh, and then for Restaurant Brands International, he was the senior manager of the treasury, the director of the treasury, the lead of global finance of Burger King, and now the CFO since uh, January of 19. In 2010, a second attempt was a second attempt was made to launch the King in the UK with a series of TV and newspaper commercials starting a few days before his launch with sneak peeks accompanied by the tag, He's Coming. <laughs> What's not to love about this uh, this mascot? Uh, uh, yeah, apparently he was uh, he was called uh, NFL Rookie of the Year by Sports Center one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in the uh, Simpsons movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a tie-in with Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Uh, he had an elaborate Broadway-style show. Uh, for the Super Bowl with the Whopperettes, who are women dressed as burger condiments. Okay. Uh, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a, a road for our king. I'm just now browsing LinkedIn.com. This is the best part of the podcast where we browse the internet. I'm browsing LinkedIn for all these people uh, who work at a, a bur- the Burger King group. just thrilling there's there are like 50 heads of finance i don't understand the kingons were used to advertise the 2009 what? star trek film the advertising and related klingon defense academy website states that they are an illegitimate offspring of the king and a klingon woman oh god what <laughs> that is horrifying so He's coming. Yeah, apparently Apparently they uh, uh they ha- they are all wearing the uh, plastic mask of the king, but mm-hmm. modified with head ridges, Fu Manchu mustaches, and of course crowns. Of course. Uh, I have to close this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> Just shut down the shut the doors of the RSS feed. Say we are closed. You can. Uh, Get delivery podcast only. Listen, we talked to uh, we talked to uh, Governor Newsom, Gavin Newsom, and he said that we were a non-essential business and uh, no more. <laughs> he actually said you are lower than non-essential. It is essential that you stop being a podcast. <laughs> the subservient chicken, huh? The subservient chicken. I. Uh, it sounds like a. A band, I guess. It sounds like something. It sounds like a great uh, Twitch channel. Sad, I sad, I missed it. Oh, I did. Uh, I'm thinking about getting. Have I mentioned how I'm thinking about getting ducks or chickens? Once the house is done, like raising them. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. But then also, it was recommended to me by Charlene of uh, We Like Dota. I think that uh, I should get geese instead, so that I can have Cease's geese. And so I have registered twitch.tv slash ceases geese just in case I do have geese and I set up a webcam that looks at my geese. Because I think I would do that if I got geese. And so I would have to plug ceases geese. So uh, in the future, 
just you know for people listening to the backlog check at uh twitch.tv slash ceases geese to see if it uh if it's materialized yet we like geese on twitter <laughs> we like geese <laughs> oh wait wait uh do i need another email can you have multiple uh twitters for one email probably uh, you can do you can do it without it these days you can just sign up it's fine just sign up? okay because i've got to yeah. jump on that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we like geese twitter nice no no results uh so i found a different video that i will actually be using for our segment about the triple lupa mm-hmm. um from uh ktnv channel 13 las vegas oh. um and it has three comments all from a month ago of the of people just being like mm, i can't wait have that or some people being like mm, i don't know i like the regular chalupa <laughs> <laughs> imagine finding yourself commenting on a local news channel's coverage of the tripalupa and and then commenting too hot i love the regular chalupa <laughs> Or, or even, okay, uh, or gonna year that thing up tomorrow. What does that mean? <laughs> Just like the, uh, God, like, it's such a, it's such a nothing comment. It's so meaningless. It actually has, like, zero meaning. It doesn't have negative meaning. It has, like, no meaning. It's like nothing to comment on that. It's amazing. The triple lupa. I, I'm, I'll let you know how it is. Though also, to be fair, we are here commenting on the triple lupa. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> we are. We are uh, wait, lower wait. than a word. Are you saying you knew we were owning ourselves? <laughs> ah! Wow. Uh, mm. Wow. All right, Nick. I think it's time for us to bring it home. Uh, it's the plug zone. You don't have anything to plug. That's great. Um, <laughs> I'm at six Detmar on Twitter. S i x d e t t m a r. Questions or comments about the show, you can pass them there. S e e s e g e e s e. Scanlinemedia.com, patreoncom Media. Thank you so much. I uh, hope you all are taking care of yourselves. Hope you're eating well, Jackie. Jackie, baby. Jackie, let us if, know if you uh, need us. Jackie, let me know if you need me to send you anything. Okay. If you if you need more recipes, if you need more help. We, you, you, we've you, got you, it. My DMs are open. We will help. We yes. want to help. Remember, we can't end Bottle Crow officially until you're on the podcast. So if you want to just shut us down now, it's a good time. Or if you die of starvation, then this show will never stop. Oh, my God. That's true. We'll be immortal. Six, we have to kill Jackie Mao. No. Shh, shh, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> shh, We're still shh, recording. Shh. Shut up. Fuck. <laughs>